1: Welcome to SoCal Live. I'm your guest host, Pastor Rob McCoy from God Speak Church in Thousand Oaks, California. It's my privilege to guest host not only yesterday, but today and on Monday. And joining me, who is my sidekick here, is Bryce Eddy. And we had a lot of fun yesterday, Bryce. But uh, today, we've got a huge lineup. I mean, we've got two powerhouses coming in. So I, I want you before we start talking about them, I want you to tell folks to right now start calling in because it's first come first serve. They're going to want to ask questions. It's going to be controversial topics. I mean, we're talking about China. We're talking about vaccine mandates. Go ahead and give them the number and let's go with that. Bryce. Yeah, let's do it. We're uh, back at it here. Uh, The telephone number is 888-528-2557. Again, 888-528-2557. Perfect. Now, our first guest this this is profound because we're watching unprecedented censorship in this country and especially in relation on Instagram all across big tech they have censored anyone who defies the narrative of big pharma and and just so folks know when we're dealing with this vaccine we have tracked it over vairs which is a government website for 10 years starting in 2011 The highest number of recorded deaths from vaccine in those 10 years, 2011 to 221, the highest number, lowest number in those 10 years was in in, uh, 2017, 120 deaths from vaccine. The, The highest was 2019, 183 deaths. So that's your range, 120 to 183. The deaths recorded 2021 to date. 2021, 16,200 deaths from this shot, and 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 folks, if you if you speak out adversely, you're canceled. My next guest understands this. Everything he's done, he's worked his entire life, and he comes from one of the most iconic historical families in this country's history. His his uncle was shot in 1963 as the president of the United States, John F. Kennedy. His dad was the Democrat candidate for president. And he was shot right here in Los Angeles by Sirhan Sirhan, and that's Bobby Kennedy. We have, and I am so honored, and I love this man. And he's a lifelong Democrat. I'm a lifelong Republican. But this issue, this is all about liberty. And and our guest is Bobby Kennedy Jr. And uh, I, I want to welcome him right now. Bobby, are you there?
2: Hi, hey Pat. Um, how are you?
1: I'm doing well. I. I am so honored to have you on the program because we wanted to talk about vaccines. We wanted to talk about the mandates, which is preeminent on everyone's mind. We're watching as people are losing their jobs, We're watching as, as uh, there's walkouts occurring, people are contending. And, and this thing the, you know the, we have a 99 point, I think, seven percent survival rate, and, and they're, they're mandating it on our children. And they're dying of myocarditis. Whatever's on your heart, Bobby. I have listened to you. You have been a beacon of truth in the midst of this censorship, and you are—you're so resilient, and and you just don't stop. And I just, first of all, on, on behalf of, of myself and, and the American people, don't know it—not all of them yet. Thank you, thank you for not quitting, even with all that you've faced. What would you like to share, Bobby? Well,
3: on
2: the subject that you were talking about. Here's kind of what people should know. You won't hear in the mainstream media. Pfizer released six months data. Now, so it is the clinical trials the first time anybody's ever done a, a placebo study in a clinical trial for vaccines. So that was a good start. And 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 it was supposed to be a three year trial. But after six months, Anthony Fauci allowed them to stop and to unblind the study. And almost certainly the reason that he did that is they noticed that the vaccine was waning very, very quickly. It lost 90 percent of its strength after of its capacity to protect people from even mild illness after six months. Hmm. And so they unblinded the study, and they gave the vaccine to the placebo group. So that means the study is over. And we have the six-month data. That six-month data is what they showed to FDA in order to get the license. And here's what the six-month data show.
3: They show
2: that the – here's the number everybody should remember – 22,000 people got the vaccine, 22,000 people got the placebo, and there is a metric called all-cause mortality, and it's really the only metric anybody should pay attention to, and that means how many people died in the vaccine group during that six-month period, and how many people died in the placebo group during that six-month period. And that's really the only thing that we should be caring about. And here's what it says. This is, again, Pfizer's own data. In the vaccine group, 20 people died. 20 of those 22,000 people died during that six-month period. Right. Of all different causes of mortality. So not COVID, but, you know, COVID and everything else. And in the placebo group, only 14 people died. That means that your chance of dying if you get the vaccine is 48% more if you got it than if you didn't get it. And here's how the people died. In the vaccine group, one person died from COVID. And in the placebo group, two people died from COVID. So that is why Pfizer and the FDA can tell people that this vaccine is 100% effective against
1: death
3: Mm.
2: because the number two is 100% greater than the number one. Right. That's not what people think when they hear the vaccine is 100% effective against death. Another way to look at that number is that in order to prevent one death, you need to give twenty-two thousand vaccines, hmm. and you better make sure that the vaccines aren't killing people. Because if they kill one
1: person, you now cancel out the entire benefit of the vaccine. And and Bobby, you, you, here's you, what. I'm sorry. Go ahead. What I was going to say. What I was going to say, what I, what say what, is. What I was going to say is. We've we've saw we we've seen now with the VARES, This is the government reporting site. And, and for those of you who are just tuning in, uh, w- welcome to SoCal Live. I'm guest host Rob McCoy, and my guest today is Bobby Kennedy Jr. This is stuff that is completely censored on big tech, but radio is free. Thank you, Salem. And and here we have it, Bobby. Sixteen thousand two hundred plus people have died. Healthy people have died. Not well, from COVID, but well, from this
2: vaccine. Let me just finish
1: Yeah, I'm the sorry. Pfizer data,
2: because this is, the Pfizer data is actually much more accurate than the VAERS data. And the, what the Pfizer data said, and this is the kicker, Pastor, is that, the Fi, as I said, in the Pfizer data, two people died in the placebo group over six months of, the, of COVID only one person died in the vaccine group, so they're saying, okay, it's 100% effective. But here's the problem, is that five people died of heart attacks (laughs) in the vaccine group, and only one in the placebo group. So what it means is that it's saving one person per 22,000 from a COVID death, but it is killing four people from heart attack. Additional people
1: from heart attacks.
2: Hmm. So, for every one person that saves from COVID, it's killing four people from heart attacks.
1: So, the cure is worse and than so the disease? Then when,
2: you go, then, when you go to the real life data, which is theirs, the reason I say Pfizer's data is better than theirs is because theirs is a voluntary reporting system. So, for example, Colin Powell died this week. After getting his third booster shot, and but do you think Colin Powell's death was reported to theirs? No, as a vaccine death. No, of course it wasn't. Do you think Hank Aaron's death was reported as a vaccine death, even though he died 17 days after getting the vaccine?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: No. So most doctors, if you die from if you die from the vaccine, you're going to die any time in the next six months, how many of those, what percentage of those do you think a doctor, your doctor who gave you that vaccine, is going to go and tell your family, the vaccine I gave your father killed them. Right. They don't want to do it. No. And that's why when when FDA and HHS actually looked at the VAR system in 2010, because everybody knows VARES doesn't work; it's dysfunctional. When they looked at the ver system, they used they they compared it with a very accurate machine counting system that captures on virtually 100% of vaccine injuries. They looked at one HMO, and what they found is that the VERS system only captures about one percent of vaccine injuries.
3: Hmm.
2: Because it's voluntary. It relies on the doctor calling up and saying, we made a big mistake. I just killed somebody with a vaccine. That I, I told them it was going to save their lives. Mm. And so doctors don't like to report and A lot of doctors don't recognize vaccine injuries. And because of that, it just doesn't capture that. But it. But as you said, even with all of those impediments to reporting, They still reported 16,000 deaths in a year. Now, in 2006, there was a swine flu shot that killed 46 people, and they pulled the shot because it killed so many
1: people. I I remember that, and and here we are with 16,200.
2: Right. And and that is only a fraction of the people who have actually died. Because I, as I just gave you, you see example after example of people who die immediately after this vaccine, their deaths are never reported to theirs And when you look at other sources of data, like excess death, death data, the numbers are much, much bigger. Steve Kirsch, who's a, Silicon Valley billionaire, a big tech guy, an MIT graduate, and who has really been looking critically at theirs, He retained a group of leading, some of the the greatest mathematicians alive. And they looked at eight other data sources. And what they say is that the actual number of people who died from this vaccine is about 150,000. And, um, and Steve Kirsch has offered a million-dollar reward to anybody who can point to an error in his calculations.
3: There you go. Oh,
2: so he has publicly said, "Show me that I'm wrong. Show me that we made a mistake in these calculations." Show me that these calculations are erroneous, and I will pay you a million dollars,
1: Bobby. That is that's and so that, that, able- that that's so compelling that that he would put that forward, and and I'm also thinking too, you know, for folks who are tuning in, this is Bobby Kennedy Jr. and and I'm your guest host, Rob McCoy, on SoCal Live. We have right here this man, Bobby Kennedy Jr., Harvard law or Harvard graduate, uh, Virginia law law degree. You have. You have taught law, you, you have won enormous cases. You've had more uh, guest editorials in The New York Times than anyone else. And then all of a sudden you take and you're taking on big oil, but you take on Big Pharma and Bobby Kennedy's canceled, Bobby Kennedy Jr.'s canceled across the country and, and, and to find this data, and here you are speaking, and they do everything in their power to destroy you. Any doctor who stands up, they destroy them and yet you're you're tireless and you're relentless to get the truth out there. I want to say thank you, but I also with that million dollar challenge that that man put forward, no one no one is taking him up on it because when I was before the judge on contempt charges and and there was at, the, at that time in our county a little over 100 deaths from covid, we had done a freedom of information act and I told the judge only two of those were who died from covid. The de- the rest died with we had a, a 43-year-old man who died of a fentanyl overdose, was positive for COVID. They called it a COVID death. The only two people who died from it in our county at the time was a 93-year-old man and an 80-something-year-old woman. Why are they doing this, Bobby? Is it is it money? What's driving it? And and, and I want you also to talk about your book because it's coming out in November. I, tie it all in. Why is this happening? Well, you know, the...
2: I'll talk about my book. My book is on Tony Fauci, and it comes out, and it will be on the stand in, uh, I think, two weeks. Um, You can order it today on Amazon or Barnes & Noble or order it from your local bookstore. 100% of the profits from that book go back to Children's Health Defense, to funding our litigation and fighting Big Pharma. One of the things that I found out in the book is that You know, Pastor, one of the things I think that you've looked around and the people who are in your congregation, the people who listen to you have looked around and said, you know, this is supposed to be a public health emergency. But the response has not been a public health response. Nobody is out here saying, take vitamin D, get outside and exercise, avoid stress, avoid Foods, that have chemical residues, avoid sugar drinks, try to lose weight, um, and, and you know, and, and looking at repurposed drugs like ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine and saying, How do we do early treatment? To stop people from going to hospitals, how do we treat the symptoms of this disease so they don't end up in the hospital? None of that has happened. No. Tony Fauci never gone on in hundreds of press conferences he did. He never got on and said, "You know what? if the people who are overweight who are dying, we need to, as nation, commit to losing weight, to eating well, to getting exercise to avoiding stress. Instead, he did these things that have no basis in science. He did math, you know, which there's no basis for that. in peer-reviewed science, and math may work, you know, but there's no science that says they work. There was no public hearing in which we could debate the science, we could look at the science. He never offered a scientific study for lockdowns, for masks, for social distancing. Instead, he opposed these draconian mandates, which shut down every business in this country, a million businesses, small businesses. And how many, he never calculated how many deaths result from that.
1: Oh, you know, there's yeah, suicides, there's, even.
2: There's hundreds of millions of people who have starved to death. The New York Times admits there's 10,000 African children starving to death a month directly because of the lockdown. So none of that was looked at now. What we've seen instead of a medical response is there's been a militarized response and a monetized response. They clamped down these totalitarian controls, abolished the Bill of Rights. Get rid of freedom of speech, as you've pointed out. Get rid of freedom of religion, also the First Amendment. They close up, um, they close every church in this country for a year,
3: mm.
2: without, and they keep the liquor stores. Open. I says, well, you know, I don't object to people keeping the liquor stores open, but the liquor stores are not in the Constitution. Yeah. the churches are. They shut down jury trials so that you know the constitution the seventh amendment says no american shall be denied his right to a jury trial in any matter exceeding in a case or controversy exceeding 25 dollars in value well you're not allowed to have a jury trial if a vaccine company injures you or a you know any countermeasure anybody who says we are a countermeasure No matter how negligent they are, no matter how reckless they are, no matter how grievous your injury, you cannot sue them. So you've lost the right to jury trial. We lost our property rights. You know the the Constitution says you cannot take, you cannot close somebody's business without without just compensation and due process of law. They closed a million businesses with no hearing. It's criminal compensation, no due process. Also. You go through the track and trade with warrantless searches and seizures. We're now all subject to these very intrusive uh, track and trade things. So the entire Bill of Rights, with one exception to the Second Amendment, have been obliterated. So yeah. How did this happen? Well, when I was writing my book on Fauci, I stumbled across this system that they put in place at the Public health agencies led by Tony Fauci, but also the intelligence agencies began collaborating on in right after the anthrax attacks in 2001. And they began holding these pandemic simulations year after year after year. And a lot of people 201, which was a pandemic simulation that Bill Gates put on in October of 2019, and the deputy director of the CIA is sitting next to Gabe Abel Haynes, who is now the head of the National Security Council under Biden, and the the, uh, Silicon Valley titans, uh, internet titans are there, you have Bloomberg News, you have all the public health officials and you have military officials, et etc, and they're all sitting around a table at the pierre hotel now remember it's october twenty nineteen the The virus is already circulating in Wuhan, so the virus that we now believe
1: according to the intelligence agencies was released on september twelfth Bobby so it's let, already bo- Bobby, i i yeah. i want I, I you have shared this, and i I want everyone to hear it in its entirety, but we're coming up to the end of the first segment. I want, would you stay with us in the, the entire second segment? Just come and lay that out because it was so compelling when I heard you share that uh, at that home in Topanga Canyon. It, it moved me. Would, would you be willing to do that? Just stay with us sure. for one more second. Okay. Well, folks, with me is Bobby Kennedy Jr. We're talking about vaccines and looking at mandates and his book coming out about Fauci. And, and we're going to talk all about that in the next segment. Uh, I'm Rob McCoy. I'm your host on SoCal Live. We're, we're going to be right back with Bobby Kennedy Jr. You have questions? Bryce, can they call in? Come on, give them the number. Yeah, please call in,
3: 888-528-2557. All right. We'll be right back at SoCal Live. Hey, Southern California.
1: Thanks for joining us. SoCal Live. I'm Rob McCoy. I am your guest host. I'm the pastor of God Speak Church in Thousand Oaks, California. And with me is my good friend Bryce Eddy. He's flying wingman. We've put together uh, amazing guests today. We've got Bobby Kennedy Jr. who's going to be with us in just a moment, but we've also got in the next hour... Tell them who it is. Yeah, we've got uh, uh, Jack Basobic, who's going to be talking to us a little bit about the crazy things that are going on with our supply chain. And he's a uh, former Navy analyst uh, on China. And so we're going to talk about that. The, this guy is rocking it right now. But I want to get back to a man I absolutely adore. I, I didn't always appreciate him. I have to confess. And it was my daughter because my grandson had had adverse reactions to a vaccine. And she said, Dad, and I said, you've got to stay off the Internet. That stuff's all hokey. You know, that that's conspiracy stuff. And and she just said, dad, just please listen to him. And then my wife went with my daughter to listen. And then I finally listened to the man instead of just taking whatever, you know, the mantra was out there in the narrative. And I came to understand that this, this man is amazing. And I, I know the story of his family and I know him personally, and I can tell you, I love him. I trust him. He's amazing. Uh, let's please welcome back Bobby Kennedy, Jr. Bobby, you were laying out the case uh, and and especially with your book, uh, I'm sorry I had to interrupt you. I was captivated when I first heard it. So take it and run with it. It's all yours, Bobby.
2: Yeah. So people remember this Event 201, which was a pandemic simulation that was put on by Gates and by the deputy director of the CIA, um, Abel Haynes, at the Peace hotel in October 2019. Remember, the virus was already circulating at that point. It began circulating in mid-September in Wuhan. Right, and they are simulating a uh, an escape from a laboratory of a coronavirus. Uh. This before anybody in the world knows, supposedly knows, this is happening. They're doing it in New York. And the weird thing, and you can, anybody can go and look up Event 201 and you can see the videos of this simulation with Bill Gates presiding over it. And all of these people who are from the, um, from the, uh, the big social media platforms, from the big media companies, from Military, the intelligence agencies, and they're talking about how do we handle a pandemic, a coronavirus pandemic, when it comes. And the thing is, the weird thing about it is they're not simulating how do we, you know, quarantine sick people, how do we protect the elderly, how do we protect vulnerable people, how do we quickly develop. Repurpose medications to cheaply and effectively treat this. How do we get everybody vitamin D and stockpile things? N- none and of that. Kind of none of that is no medical thing is discussed. It's all how do we impose totalitarian controls? How do we create a coup d'état against democracy? Yeah. How do we get rid of the constitution? How do we start, and specifically the fourth simulation? And you have to go look at this. And one of the people who is participating in this is George Gale, who is the head of China's CDC. So they're sitting there with the head of the Chinese CDC when the virus is already circulating in China, talking about how to impose totalitarian controls in America. And if you look at the, the fourth simulation, which was the biggest one, It's all about how do you get the social media platforms to censor people when they start saying this was a lab-created coronavirus. This is what they're talking about in October of 2019. Unbelievable. How do we censor people who are trying to say this is a lab-created coronavirus?
1: Bobby, I I was— I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, Bobby, I, I was uh Go ahead. The, the, the governor of, of California called the church non essential. And for those of you tuning in, welcome to SoCal Live. And, and I'm I'm guest host, Rob McCoy. I'm actually a pastor in Thousand Oaks, California, and I've got a wonderful man, Bobby Kennedy Jr. as our guest, and I, I, I was sharing Bobby that when the governor said that the church wasn't essential, and, and then he said, Look, you can you can you can broadcast your Sunday services from the internet. And and that was that's how he felt as though he was going to accommodate houses of worship that are covered by the First Amendment. But then I got censored. They they shut down our YouTube because I had the audacity in my Sunday sermon to bring in aspects of truth pertaining to the abuse of, of what they're doing in the lies of the of this shot and, and what they're doing to our businesses, and they censored us and shut us down. And and that that's how they yeah. do totalitarianism. Okay,
3: well.
2: That is a perfect example. Uh, you know what? One of the things I talked about when you and I were last um, with each other was that in researching my book on Fauci, which is called "The Real Anthony Fauci," uh, I found that this was not the this was not a unique event. That for twenty years, virtually every year, they have been holding these pandemic simulations. Since 2000, with Fauci involved and, and with Gates financing them and, and the Johns Hopkins School of Population Control and Biosecurity hosting them, the CIA orchestrating and writing this script for every single one of them. They've they involved not just a handful of people, like at this one that we saw, very prominent people, but literally hundreds of thousands of people. Of frontline workers, of hospital systems, of big oil companies, big pharmaceutical companies, big electric generators, the FBI, the local police, uh, the local frontline workers in towns and cities all across North America,
1: Canada, the United States. It's, yeah, it seemed like it happened overnight. So, Everybody was part of it, the lockdown, yeah. And, you know, what it was, and each one of them. Uh,
2: Pastor had a prominent person attached to it, so it would be, um, for example, Senator Gary Hart or Madeline Albright or Senator Sam Nunn, and that person gave the whole thing kind of legitimacy and gravitas, and what they were doing was they were inculcating and indoctrinating people. They were
3: right.
2: getting people to participate in something that everybody knew everybody should have known was inappropriate which is how do you use a pandemic as a pretense for destroying the constitution (laughs) or destroying the bill of rights or subverting democracy and um, and you get all these people involved in it and they all now think oh this is what you do when there's a pandemic
1: you now, stop people from talking. Now, now, let, you B- Bobby, 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 we're We so we 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 see that this is this has already been orchestrated back in 2019. The purpose is to basically usurp the 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 republic we have and to violate the Constitution to centralize power. And and we're watching it before our very eyes. Most people, if you'd said that in 2019, they would have laughed at you. We're watching, going, you know. Wow, this is crazy! Ninety-nine point five percent, ninety-nine point seven percent survival rate uh, on on your own of a virus uh, that is now the the vaccine or the shot has killed sixteen thousand people, and and they're they're causing corporations to fire their employees, the military, all these things happening, and and you you talked about them being orchestrated by authority, and I don't, and this is going to be a big ask, but when I heard you. Describe the study by Stanley Milgram at Yale University in 1963 I was absolutely captivated and and if if you're you're willing to share that that that's going to require going into the next segment yeah would you do it
2: uh, yeah
1: oh I, I, okay yeah,
2: well, I, I'll, we'll one
1: more. I i love you and i'm so grateful that you're doing this let uh let's do this We've got uh, Steve on line one. I'm going to let him have it because he's been waiting patiently. Go ahead, Steve. You got a call. Go ahead, Steve. What's your question? Yeah. Steve, you there?
0: Yeah, hi, uh, Mr. Bobby Kennedy Jr. My question is very simple.
2: Would a reasonable, prudent person take the vaccine that has not been out for more than a year, and has not had any proven record on his performance.
1: All right, Steve, you are the best kind of caller because you ask the question and you give the guy time to answer it. we got a little bit of time. Bobby, you want to answer Steve's question for us?
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't advise people to take it or not to take it, but what I would say is that to give this to a child is criminal, a healthy child, because children... You know, the Lancet published a study that showed that literally they could not find a single healthy child that had died from COVID. And the and, and yet we know that the vaccine kills children. Yeah. And so to, to force a child to take this vaccine is not only medical practice and it's parental abuse. But it ought to be criminal
3: uh, I, because
2: you're for, you're putting a child's life at risk with no benefits to the child. There is literally zero benefit to a healthy child from taking this vaccine, and there's a very very high risk, including risks of permanent debilitating injuries and death. And they knew this during the clinical trial because they had girls like Jennifer Carey. Who got paralyzed for life? And I, I Pfizer wrote her, her injury down as a stomach ache. Well, well, so, let's, you let, know,
1: oh. Bobby, what, what I have to do, we're, we're coming up on a break. So I want to do Stanley Milgram in the, in the last segment. I won't keep him longer than I promise. And, and, and anything else you want to share, it's going to be your whole time. If anyone wants to call, we'll, we'll do it at the very end for you for maybe questions. But Bobby, thank you. One more segment. We'll be right back with Bobby Kennedy Jr. Thanks for joining us. SoCal
3: Live. I'm your guest host, Rob McCoy. Thanks for joining us, SoCal Live. I'm your guest host, Pastor
1: Rob McCoy, Pastor Godspeak Church in Thousand Oaks, California. Joined with my good friend Bryce Eddie, and we have been talking to Bobby Kennedy Jr. I know we've got some calls, and 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 I before we get to those, I promised Bobby because he's been so gracious to do first, second, and this third segment of our first hour. I I, I promised him to the ability to share. We'll take the calls at the end, but the one thing in in the course of this, Bobby, if you would. You have been absolutely censored in so many different ways as I've witnessed people, anyone contrary to the narrative. This is unprecedented censorship in our nation. And here, one of the last vestiges is radio. Salem doesn't necessarily agree with me and and KPRZ and KKLA, but this is freedom. They're letting us speak, but the big tech, they shut us down. And and people think that you need to be silenced and shut up. And so you've experienced it. And, And with that, just take it to the end. I'll, I'll, I'll cut in periodically maybe, but Bobby, I promised you, and you've been so gracious. Thank you.
2: Uh, so do you want me to do the Milgram? Experiment?
1: Yeah, that'd be great. Stanley Milgram, that'd be awesome. 1963, the Yale study okay, about so submission to authority.
2: What, yeah. What, you know, one of the things, has, right, that if you look at this history of simulations that they do year after year after year, they use all of the, they're teaching and inculcating all of these techniques that were developed by the CIA. I know a lot about the CIA because my family had a 60-year fistfight with that agency, and I've written books about it and um, you know many articles, and, and so I know a lot about their techniques. And they, they developed a series of techniques in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, or imposing centralized control on indigenous societies. And essentially what they would do is figure out ways to go into an indigenous society, whether it's you know Guatemala or Iran. They had 72 coups, a third of the nations in the world. The CIA has either overthrown or tried to overthrow. And they have this formula. They go into the country, they, they destroy the economic system, and then they um, they try to polarize the society, to turn people against each other. They isolate people. They um, they use propaganda techniques and censorship techniques to create division, to sow disinformation. They create this confusion. They sow mistrust in the institutions, traditional institutions, and they create chaos. That that enables that allows the number of people in the society to say okay we've had enough we need somebody to come in here and rescue us it's and the it's, it's the, the, Hege- the
1: kind of like the hegelian dialectic where th- that's kind of what they impose on it they they make a well
2: well they right they, thesis they, and antithesis they, they, right they're creating sowing chaos by yeah. destroying the economy institutions etc right then and during that period they were they were studying ways to do control over human beings and also mass societies. And the the program was called Operation Project Artichoke, and then they had another one called MK Ultra, and it was known by a number of of different names. But what they did, is they used torture techniques, they used isolation, including sensory deprivation, they experimented with psychoactive drugs like LSD, they experimented with of propaganda, and they were doing these these experiments on mass controls at 150 universities in the United States, Canada, and in Central America. And one of the experiments that that it was almost certainly funded by the CIA, and and you know I and I show why in my book the indicia of that was an experiment that took place in the early 60s in Yale, and it was called the Milgram Experiment. uh, Stanley Milgram, who was a sociologist, recruited people from every walk of life, construction workers, blacks, whites, university professors, students, everybody. And he would put the subjects in a room they would be sat at the the table with an electric dial in front of them. And in that room with them, there would be a man dressed as a doctor in a white lab coat. Hmm. And the doctor would tell them to turn up the electricity and they could hear somebody in the next room who they were told was strapped to a chair. And when they turned up that electricity, he would be getting electric shocks. And, The doctor would order them to continually increase the amount of electricity, and they could hear the person in the adjoining room screaming, pleading, begging, crying. And a lot of people did not want to do it, but the doctor would order – some of them were crying and saying, please do not make me turn up the electricity. The doctor would order them, turn it up. And – 67% of them, and you can look this up on Wikipedia, 67% turned it to 450 volts where it was marked potentially fatal. And what Milgram concluded was that voices of authority can trump conscience and values in 67% of the population loses their capacity for critical thought when they are ordered to do something by an authority, and they will violate their most closely
1: held, most deeply rooted values. That—that that is, that, and, you know, the, 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 I just—I yeah, want to. And I, it seems oh, go ahead. to
2: me that we are all now involved in a giant Milgram experiment, where we have the doctor in the white lab coat, who is Anthony Fauci, who is ordering us to do things to suspend our bill of rights, to censor each other, to coerce each other into you know mass. Uh, um, experiment with a with an experimental vaccine, a coercive submission to an obedience the government officials and a giant medical experiment. And we all know it's wrong. We all know that there's no pandemic exception in the Bill of Rights. And um, and yet. 67 percent of the people are going longer than, we're, and, we're we're just know, we're, we're just we're
1: we're folding like a cheap suit and we're just yielding to this and it, it really is it, it's obedience to authority even though we know it's wrong we shelve our conscience and and that's what that's what exactly. fascinated me when you shared that study of Stanley mogram I actually went back after I listened to you speak I watched some of the videos of of the original uh recordings of his experiment and I was stunned but interestingly enough, the folks that said no, they early on saw the person getting shocked and they said, I'm not going to let that happen to me. I don't want it happening to them. I'm out. And they, they, they said, you can keep your money. And they said, no, you get to keep the money, but you must continue. He goes, no, I don't. I don't have to continue. I'm free. I'm leaving. And, and it was the ones who did it early on that had that conviction. But once you get in the system and you go down the line, even if you know it's wrong, you still play the game. But we're watching people walk away from, yeah. from work because they don't want their employees having to suffer. Even if they agree or they've taken the shot, they're still standing on behalf of the ones who are being injured by losing their job when we once called them heroes, and now we're firing them. Exactly.
2: I mean, it's really, it's really an extraordinary thing that's happened to our country that everybody knows. Everybody knows that you, if you start censoring speech— you're opening the road to totalitarianism and and really past what this is you know particularly my party the democratic party no longer has faith in democracy and they believe Americans are cannot be trusted with information and that they must be shielded from dangerous thoughts yeah and the, the information that they receive must be regulated by centralized authorities Prevent them from hearing things that may um, that you know that that they may do something with
1: that that we don't like. Bobby, I I, so I, I, I often me. I often say in the pulpit, I say that that the truth is never afraid of a lie, but a lie can never survive in the presence of truth. Jesus said, "I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me," and and this this he is the embodiment of truth. Now. People say, oh, you're too political, Pastor, and this is partisan. You're a Republican. You're a, you're a Democrat. I'm a Republican. We're talking about truth. And as it says in, in Ephesians 5, whatever – or excuse me, in Philippians 4, whatever things are true. And then it goes on further in Ephesians 5 where it says that we're to expose their evil deeds. and And you're doing more for America but more for truth in contending and being canceled and challenged, and you have suffered – and i, I want to say on my behalf and all those in my congregation, I know countless people across this country because we're limited on time. I want to tell you right now, first of all, thank you for staying with me this entire hour. I know you're busier than a one armed man in a you know that one arm wallpaper hanger, but i also I, I also want to tell you how much personally I appreciate you 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 have blessed my family, you have blessed my congregation, you have been a voice of reason in the in the midst of this, and you you haven't wavered. And I watched people wanting to call in and say he needs to be silenced. And I this is the last vestige of freedom for voices on radio. Bobby, thank you. And and I if, if there's any closing thoughts you want to have, I got about a minute. But as you know,
2: thank you very much for your courage and keeping your church open and keeping the light on. As you say, you know, the the spiritual light and you know, we're all at our best, we are all on a search for existential truths. And that's the purpose of medicine, it's the purpose of science, it's the purpose of democracy, and at its best, it's the purpose of religion. And that is being closed down, and that is evil. You know, the, the as you say, the, the remedy for misinformation is not censorship, it's more information. Yeah. And uh, the, the people want to tear the tongue out of a man Not because he's telling a lie But because they're scared of the truth That's exactly and that's it what they're doing to all
1: of us That's exactly it Bobby Kennedy Jr., you have blessed me You are my hero, earthly Jesus is my savior and, But yet, for what you're doing for America Keep it up You know you have a friend Not only in me, but the entire fellowship at God Speak. We're always with you Folks, uh, B- Bobby, how can they get in touch with you? You've got about 20 seconds.
2: Uh, well, you know, what? if you want to do something now, go on Amazon or go on Barnes Noble and order Tony Fauci. And we got to make it number one on the New York Times bestseller list, and all right. that is, we'll, is going to be one of the biggest things we'll,
1: we'll, we can do. We'll promote it first part of the next segment. I've got Bryce Eddy ready to do that. Bobby, thank you again. God bless you all. Thanks for joining us at SoCal Live. We've got another hour ahead with Jack Possovic. Hang around. Rob McCoy your guest host